0: Welcome to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Lyon, and I want to thank you for joining me as we explore the world of small grains production and research at Washington State University. In each episode, I speak with researchers from WSU and the USDA ARS to provide you with insights into the latest research on wheat and barley production. If you enjoy the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast, do us a favor and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And leave us a review so others can find the show too. My guest today is Dr. Jianming Chen. Jianming is a research plant pathologist with the USDA ARS Wheat Health Genetics and Quality Research Unit in Pullman, Washington. He joined ARS as a postdoctoral geneticist in 1997 and has been in his current position since 2000. He has worked on stripe rust for 40 years and is currently leading the ARS project on enhancing control of stripe rusts of cereal crops. His team conducts basic and applied research for better understanding the epidemiology of stripe rust and developing resources and technologies for improving integrated management of the disease. Hello, GM Hello, Jim. How are you doing today? Good. Glad to have you on the show today. So, um. Your research program received ninety thousand dollars from the Washington Grain Commission in, in the current fiscal year. What does this support allow you to do that wouldn't be possible without the funding?
1: Yeah, uh, Washington Grain Commission the support our program this year for ninety thousand. That is very essential and very important for our program. We use these funds to hire. A PhD students and our postdoctor to work on the resistance of this wheat to stripe rust.
0: Okay, and that wouldn't be possible without these funds.
1: That's right. Without that, we cannot have these two people to work in our program. Okay. That is very important for our program.
0: Very good. So, um, why does your team focus on stripe rust? What's, what's so important about stripe rust?
1: Yeah, this stripe rust is caused by a fungal disease. Uh, This uh, fungal pathogen and this uh, disease uh, has been very destructive uh, all across the world, especially in Pacific Northwest, because the Pacific Northwest has this very conducive climate and weather conditions and also crop systems to uh, have the disease occur almost every year and do a very severe damage.
0: Okay. I, I know I was in uh, western Nebraska for a lot of years, and I remember uh, Steve Benzinger, the wheat breeder one year, I think it was 2000, 2000 uh, we had a stripe rust, and, and he held up this plant, say, this is stripe rust, take a look at it, you won't see it in another 10 years. So it wasn't very common in the Great Plains, but here, like you say, the the weather conditions are just conducive to to having it almost an annual problem. Is that... That's
1: right. Actually, this strep has also become a national problem since the year 2000. Before the year 2000, strep has just occasionally occurred in the great place like Nebraska. And uh, this people treated that uh, as a curiosity uh, disease. But since the year 2000, stripe rust also caused a very severe damage uh, in the Great Plains and the eastern states.
0: Yes, as I recall, he said that. And then about every other year after that, we had stripe rust problems So because yes. the race had changed. So yes. so important disease, particularly here in the Northwest, hasn't been a big problem the last couple of years because we've kind of been dry. But but the years before that, it's it is... Been a major problem, and, and um, growers are really focused on it.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's the case. Yeah, because is like this uh, uh, very wet uh, and uh, cool conditions in the spring and uh, later, uh, later spring and also early summer. So uh, when the uh, weather is uh, very dry, like 2021, 20, and hot uh, uh, in that year, strapjas was uh, a uh, very low and uh, a less problem. And similarly, like this year, we had a very dry weather conditions, but the weather not as hot as 2021, so this year, stripe rust also very light.
0: Okay. So the conditions that actually make this good country for growing wheat also makes it a good a good area for growing That's stripe right. rust.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because this, uh, each year, this, if this, we do not have uh, stripe rust problem, that means uh, the year... The, Yield is a very, very low, just like a uh, t- uh, 2021 and uh, this year. So we hope this, uh, we have a good yield potential, and also we can get the stripe rust under control.
0: Right. So the years we can really get good yield are the years that you've got to be concerned about stripe rust.
1: That's right, yeah. Okay. So what has
0: your team accomplished in the recent uh, 10 years, and how have, they accomplished, how have these accomplishments contributed to stripe rust management?
1: Yeah, that's a good question because this uh, our uh, program focuses on strep rust. We mainly are uh, doing research to improve our understanding of the epidemiology of the strep rust and also improve the resistance in commercial varieties. And also we develop integrated management strategy to reduce strep rust to minimum. So with these three objectives, we uh, complete, uh, we first, uh, this, uh, we monitor and structure of population, especially violent races. So every year we collect samples of from Pacific Northwest, especially Washington State. And also, we receive samples from other states to uh, test these samples on the susceptible and uh, uh, differential v- uh, varieties that each carry different recent genes. So therefore, we can key out of the uh, structural races. And uh, use this information, we select the races in different groups to screen germplasm. Second objective, we also, there's a, uh, uh, this is a screening, thousands and thousands of the wheat and barley materials for streptococcus resistance. And these materials are mostly from breeding programs. With our screening data, we support a breeding program to release recent varieties in the last 10 years. And with the Washington state alone, we have released more than 20 wheat varieties and some barley varieties and together with the breeding programs. And for the uh, integrated control, we, every year we conduct these uh, uh, fungus testing and also commercially grow varieties, year loss estimation studies. With this information, we can tell, oh, we, when you grow this variety, what's the potential year loss on the certain level of the straw rust. So that's give uh, growers uh, specific recommendations when you grow these varieties, whether you should spray with the fungi fungicide or not. so that is what I've accomplished in the last uh, 10 years and more yeah
0: I know I've, I've sat in on a few uh, wheat variety release committee meetings, and your reports on on stripe rust are. Uh, in every one of those variety releases and it's an important piece of information used on whether a variety is going to get released or not get released. So I know, I know it's, uh, they look at that information very closely and and I think in a lot of uh, like on the wheat variety selection tool, they all have a rating for, stripe rust resistance, and I assume it, they rely heavily on the, the data that your group generates.
1: Yes. That's every year we test these, uh, these various car nurseries, and uh, with, in the greenhouse uh, with multiple races in the seedling stage and in the daughter plant stage. So therefore, we can determine whether the variety have a specific resistance or non-specific high-temperature daughter plant resistance. So there you use this information, we can get in whether should release this new breeding lines. Once the released, and we also have the information for growers to use, whether should use fungicide or not.
0: Okay. I know um, you put out fairly regular reports during the growing season on what you're finding out in the field that, that can help um, growers and extension. We use we use those reports quite a bit to put out reports, you know, stripe rust is low or stripe rust is really bad. Take a look at. So, I think those. that's another thing your team does, right? They go out and actually monitor how stripe rust is doing across the region
1: yes thank you this uh, uh our program is uh, uh monitoring the strep in the fields from this mainly started from November and uh, after winter we start from either some year is early start in February or generally uh, normally is in march to uh, watch for strap in different locations use that information we can tell the growers whether strap grass will be uh, made a problem or not. And also our program in the past developed a set of the forecast models. We use these models to give the girls early uh, prediction, a warning about the stress That data is based on weather data and our historic variety yield loss data to predict the stress in the early uh, January, and the second time in the early March, that is a critical time in the March for uh, use or not use the early application of straw crust, uh, uh, fu- fungi to contrast straw crust.
0: Okay. Yeah. So uh, is there a place growers can go to find these reports? Do you have a website where you post these? Or I know, you, I know we use them to put out some timely topics, but is, if somebody wanted to go actually find
1: your actual report? Is there a way for them to do that? Yes, this, uh, uh, in addition to, we send this uh, immediately to girls and uh, the community. We also put uh, these uh, uh, updates and our uh, disease data, uh, nursery data in our website called uh, uh, streprust.wsu.edu. We also send this to other uh, extension programs for the, make this available to growers,
0: yeah. Okay, very good. We'll make sure we put that uh, URL in our show notes so people yes. can
1: find it. Thank you. So what
0: would you like to accomplish in the near future?
1: You know, this strepress is an a old uh, disease in this uh, area. But this disease can occur. We cannot erect this disease because the pathogen can not only grow on wheat and barley, but also can survive on grasses. So always have straw somewhere in the in the nation in this area. So therefore, this is a this disease. We just need to manage this disease to the minimum. Year loss, but we cannot eradicate like some other disease. So therefore, we need to continually monitor the disease, and use this currently available all the information and the knowledge produced from our program and other programs to get in the yearly management for reduce the damage. And also, as you know, strep rust mainly is controlled controlled by use uh, recent varieties uh, yeah, but these recent varieties uh, develop need to take uh, uh new genes use new genes uh, get the genes together so there therefore this takes time and uh, our program de- uh, develop identify more of these recent genes develop molecular markers and you for the breeding program to use. And uh, for the breeding materials, we need to screening screening for re- uh, resistant to cerebral make sure that it's not a ver- uh, very susceptible variety.
0: Okay, so it's, uh, it's uh, a pest that's gonna always be with us and it's always changing, so it requires continuous monitoring and, and uh, new information generated almost on an annual basis.
1: Yes, and also give you some numbers the strippers are able to cost uh, over 90% year loss on very susceptible variety. But uh, for the last 20 years, the average of the year loss for, uh, for the susceptible variety is about over 40%. And to the breeding program to develop the current commercially used varieties is able to reduce this 40% year loss to 8%. So that's a great achievement in the last many years. But this 8% year loss, still a very big number. For Washington alone, that is over $100 million year loss if we do not use a fungicide to control the strep rust. So therefore, our future goal is trying to reduce its potential year loss in the commercially growing variety from 8% to... Below one percent, or even to zero—that is our goal. To uh, we try to accomplish uh, with our program and uh, collaborate with the breeding programs and uh, extension programs. Yeah.
0: Okay, very good. That's a good goal to have because I know it's it's in most years it's a a pest that growers are thinking about all the time, especially come springtime. That's yeah. that's the big pest. So, so what do you like to say to growers regarding stripe rust management?
1: You see this in the last three years. We have two years strep rise are very low because of these very dry uh, dry and hard conditions in the late spring and early summer. So that may make the girls think, oh, strep could be gone. But in reality, strep could not gone. And also, based on our current situation, we sort of predict strep rise could be a problem for next season. And the reason for that, uh, because we had uh, quite a good moisture in August and uh, September, that is make these uh, volunteers to grow after harvest. So these uh, strawberries can survive, can infect these volunteers to survive the winter. And uh, also, based upon current weather forecast, uh, because, uh, uh, because this, El uh, Nino you know, this come back again, and the long-term forecast for this winter in the Pacific Northwest is, uh, will be warmer and uh, dry, and especially warmer. Uh, warmer conditions allow strep to survive in the plant tissue. That means uh, this after the winter, in the next spring, strep could be have a uh, high uh, accumulation in the strep, in the wheat plants and the grasses, and may start uh, the disease and the epidemic early in the next spring. So therefore, the growers need to keep that in mind. And if you have not planted winter wheat, Please select resistant varieties to grow. Always keep strawberries as a top priority, and for the next spring, to first select spring wheat. Always keep resistant variety in the in the
0: Okay. Yeah. So your message is uh, don't be complacent. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, just because we haven't had much lately doesn't mean anything for this coming year.
1: That's right. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, Doctor. Uh, Chen, I appreciate you um, sharing your insights on Stripe Rust with us. Sounds like you've made a lot of progress and yet you still have a goal of making even more. Thanks for being my guest today. Yes, thank you. Thanks for joining us and listening to the WSU Weep Podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. If you have questions or topics you'd like to hear in future episodes, please email me at Drew.lyon. That's L Y O N at WSU.edu. You can find us online at smallgrains.wsu.edu and on Facebook and Twitter at WSU SmallGrains. The WSU Wheat Beat Podcast is a production of Connors Communications and the College of Agricultural, Human, and Natural Resource Sciences at Washington State University. I'm Drew Lyon. We'll see you next time. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by guests of this podcast are their own and does not imply Washington State University's endorsement.